Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. Well, howdy, and welcome to the Thursday episode of the Bride Chiller podcast. Alicia here. I'm a comedian. I'm a human. I'm a fellow Bride Chiller. I'm a Bride Chiller graduate, is what I call it. These are the people that have survived the wedding planning process and enjoyed it. That's part of the deal. I often get asked, what's a Bride Chiller? Is it just like a Bridezilla? And I'm like, no, you dummies. It's the opposite. Not dummies. That's not very fair. People need to learn together. A bride chiller is someone who gets through the wedding planning process and not even just gets through, who actually enjoys the wedding planning process, grows in a very, not spiritual, probably the wrong word, emotive, adult way. I really need to write more of this down. (laughs) Just someone who has a good time, isn't an asshole, and gets through it without going over budget and losing their marbles. There, that's a press release in itself. The Thursday Quickie, which is exactly what you're listening to, is all about answering your wedding planning Q&A. And if you're a fan of the show, if you've listened to a couple of episodes, if you've listened to a hundred episodes, you would know in these episodes, I really cover a lot of shit. It's not just about the aesthetics of wedding planning. I'm like the wedding planning agony aunt. I've become the person that you come to ask questions that may be not answered by your family and friends. Maybe you want to ask a question behind their backs. I'm a trusted ally with thousands of listeners. And you know what? The thousands of listeners also are really helpful because they all chime in with their opinions. And it's like having lots of bride chiller friends that you can just go to and say, thanks a bunch for your opinions. I really appreciate it. I have to do a couple of very special thank yous tonight, today. It's actually the morning when I'm recording this, so I don't know when you're listening to it, whatever time. And thank some people, some donors, some bride chiller donation giverers, because at the moment I am relying on your donations and occasional sponsorship. I'm really trying to get more sponsors on board. Podcasting's a new thing for a lot of people. They're hesitant. It's like the television in the 20s and 30s. and Well, it didn't exist in the 20s and 30s. When it came in the 50s, there you go. Uh, and they're like, ooh, it's a scary box with pictures. And we think it might have demons inside it. And some people have the same feeling about podcasting. They're like, oh, it's a fad. We don't know if it's going to keep going anymore. Maybe we'll just keep pumping our money into print advertising. <laughs> Snores. So I will say this, if you're a forward-thinking vendor, if you've got a business, if you know someone that you think would be a great partner for the Bride Chiller podcast, do get in touch because I like meeting forward-thinking people because that's what I am. A special thank you now goes out to some lovely new donors. It's like you've given me a kidney. Uh, Matthew Klein, thank you for the $50. Abby Hart, I'm also very grateful for your contribution. Kelsey Norris, all my kisses and love, and thank you. Uh, now, I'm going to say your name wrong. Let's practice this now. Sand Quintenta? No, let's practice again. Sand Quinetta? Sand Quinetta. What a beautiful name. Look, if I've said that wrong, I apologize, but I'm so grateful for your donation. And Rachel Brooks, thank you very much. If you would like to donate anything, I mean, I always just say, you might have heard the ads, I just say, just send me some coffee money this week because then I can buy a coffee 
and chill the fuck out. No, it's really helpful. I have a lovely virtual assistant called Jess who has come into my life this year and really made things easy because I'm currently still working full time and she organizes all of my emails because before you would email me and I'd put it in a folder and I wouldn't know whose email I was using. I didn't know whose voice message had gone out. I was having a full mental breakdown and now she has just imported all my stuff into one place and she makes me tick the box off and then she emails you and says, your question's coming up. It's so much better. But she is a valued member of my team and your donation helps me pay her. So that is what I wanted to say. Thank you very much. I am pumped because this is uh, very, we're getting very close to the 200th episode of this here podcast. This is episode, I'm going to say this is episode uh, 197. I should remember these things. And uh, the 200th episode is next Thursday. Now, I wanted today to launch a very exciting competition. If you are an avid listener of this show, I want to reward you and say a big thank you for your support. If you are on the mailing list, you will be receiving an email uh, in just giving all the details about this and uh, you might actually get a special extra little prize if you are a mailing list person. But I wanted today, as well as answering your questions, to start talking a little bit about this big giveaway. And I have done some great uh, connecting with people who are a part of the wedding shared economy. I am all about not wasting money and resources when it comes to planning your wedding. And I've connected with a bunch of companies that do that very thing. These are people that will borrow and lend and rent you items, attire and things for your wedding so you don't have to buy shit that you're never going to use again. And what particularly floats my boat about the fact that they're all, they all agreed to come on board for this 200th episode celebrations. I just approached them and they went, yes, 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 this is very good for us. We're very happy to be a part of it. But it completely, it completely is the ethos of my show. It's saying, don't invest thousands of dollars. Don't waste valuable resources. And I mean environmental resources. And uh, don't stress yourself out going crazy over budget, buying stuff that is really six hours after your wedding. You're going to look at it and go, I don't want that anymore. Ugh, I don't want it. So I really love this idea and this opportunity to promote this and also give away a bunch of stuff. And when I say a bunch of stuff, I mean, literally, we're giving away uh, we're giving away wedding dress rentals, tuxedo rentals, bridesmaids and accessory rentals. We've got an amazing app which I'm really excited. I'm going to be sharing little little mini interviews throughout the next couple of weeks with people. An amazing app that is together. Singles Table is all about helping. And this is just a nice idea. And I think you are going to love it. It's helping your single friends hook up at your wedding. And not mean like hook up, like blah, hook up. But I mean, this is like a Tinder for wedding parties. It's a Tinder for your guests and it's bloody great. I love it so much. So lots of things to talk about. I'll be drip feeding you the details. And uh, it is, if you want to win, it is really important that you hop on the Instagram, you hop on the Facebook and you hop on the Twitter, because I will be promoting this competition through all those means. But there is one specific web page that you'll be going to 
to see all of the prizes and also enter your email address to win. And that is thebridechiller.com slash 200, as in 200. That is where you'll find all the information and you'll be able to see photos and images, same thing, uh, on the social media. All right, let's get to our very first question of this episode. Who is it? Hi, Alicia. I'm calling you from Minnesota. I moved here five years ago from my hometown where most of my immediate family and my huge tight-knit extended family still live. My groom and I have opted for an intimate wedding with a brunch reception with our immediate family and close friends, about 30 people, in October 2017 in Minnesota where we met and now live together. My mom and my sister graciously volunteered to throw a hometown backyard barbecue for my relatives who can't come. Since we're getting married in early fall, my mom wants the party to be in the summer before we get married so she can host in her backyard. As much as I love this idea and would love to celebrate with my relatives, I'm really worried about how this will come across etiquette-wise. If it was after the wedding, I feel like we could follow the post-elopement after-party model, but having it before the wedding feels different. What do we call this party with no expectation of gifts? Is it an engagement party a year after we got engaged for all the people who are not invited to our wedding? Is it a pre-wedding celebration? How do we invite people to this event without making them feel snub for the upcoming wedding? What else can we do to make this party fun for my extended family without making it feel like a consolation prize? Thank you so much. And you'll notice we haven't used this bride chiller's name because she, when she emailed, said that she didn't have, they hadn't announced yet that they were getting hitched. So I'm going to call you bride chiller E. So my lovely lady, this is a good question and it's sort of an etiquette question mixed with a personal question about uh, your family and friends' reaction to not being potentially invited to the main deal. So have you, I can't speak today. As you've mentioned, should edit that, not going to. I keep talking about me not having a filter. Just let it go, Alicia. So as you mentioned, Bridechiller E, that you are having an intimate wedding with just close family and friends. And 30 is a lovely size for a celebration, can I just say. I think because you are doing that, and also, as you said, your mum and sister have graciously said they will host another party, you're actually doing etiquette-wise, not that I'm all about etiquette, but it's a really nice gesture, and I don't think the fact that they're not coming to the other event and the fact that you know, you've know you made it known that it's quite a small event, that anyone should get their knickers in a knot, and if they do, they are rude. So the question is, do you call it an engagement party? Is it a pre-wedding party? Is it a smaller wedding celebration in advance? As you said, you won't be hitched them, so it will have a different vibe. Uh, it, well, it potentially could have a different vibe from an actual wedding reception. I actually think you should treat it like a pre-wedding slash engagement celebration. Make it a big, as you said, backyard party. Make it fun. I think you should buy a, buy a lovely frock, something colorful and summery, and you should turn it on. Because I am the first person to say any wedding celebrations, whether it's the big main event or if it's sub parties, and I don't mean sub as in substandard, I just mean smaller parties that you have at various locations to include family and friends should be made to feel like a wedding celebration. Now, by no means am I saying you need to make this like a wedding in itself. 
I just don't think you should shy away from the fact that you are there to celebrate each other's, uh, this relationship and each other's friendship and, and, and family and love. Because when you ended that message, you said you don't want people to feel ripped off or that this is a consolation prize. So my feelings are that you really whoop it up. You have a good time. You make it feel like a celebration that you're including them in. And I don't think you should shy away from really rocking it out. And that doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of extra money or you make it look like a wedding. I just think you should turn it up. You should make this a kick-ass summer party. As you said, enjoying the weather. I mean, gosh, I live in London and you know you need to enjoy the weather whenever it's coming. And as you said, if you're getting married in October, your mum wants to do it in the summer, I think it's a good idea. Have a barbecue, get some colour and movement, maybe make it a themed event. I don't know what your wedding theme is, but maybe you could add touches of that to the barbecue and have a great time. Really embrace the extra parties because weddings are one of those things. You can have 50 parties surrounding your wedding. If you've just listened to the episode I did recently with the lovely Claire from Bridal Musings, you know, she is getting hitched. She's also you know, a writer. She's a uh, editor of Bridal Musings, which is one of the biggest wedding websites in the world. It's amazing. But one of her points was saying, oh, I'm feel really sad after we're not planning weddings because I have been using every excuse to drink a bottle of Prosecco with my friends and have a lovely pre-wedding celebration and parties at all times possible. And I think we should all, we should all be looking for positive, wonderful things to do. I know the world hasn't been particularly upbeat lately, not to get too political, but just in general, humans haven't been great to each other. And I think we should really embrace the times of celebration, especially surrounding family and friends and love and just saying we're going to have a good time. So beautiful Bride Chiller E, my suggestion to you is make this party uniquely you in the sense of saying, hey, we're getting hitched. You know, we're getting hitched down the track, but we want to involve you in our pre-wedding celebrations. And maybe that's all you could call it. I don't think anyone's going to be offended by being invited to a fabulous party. And I really believe if you add a couple of wedding style touches to it, maybe some toasts, doesn't have to be formal, a cupcake tower or some cake. I mean, gosh, cake's welcome in any party in my life. And make, you know, make it known if you don't want presents, say look, your presence is a present. I love all that one. And uh, enjoy it. Embrace the parties. Thank you so much and congratulations on your engagement. I'm so glad that you've got a year of listening to the Bride Chiller podcast up your sleeve. Hey, Alicia. My name's Kate and I'm calling from Nebraska. Um, I'm getting married in October um, and I have loved listening to your podcast. I have an hour commute each way to work and so I feel like I have gotten to know you quite well uh, with two hours of listening every day. Um, I just finished listening to the Feminist Wedding podcast and wanted to ask you a little bit more about your decision to keep uh, both your last name and Rich's. Um, I am definitely a feminist and have been really struggling with what to do with my own last name for my wedding in October. Um, and I have decided I'm either going to keep both mine and take my partners or just keep my maiden name. Um, but it's, it's been a real struggle just like weighing my feminism and, and personal identity with what's best for, you know, my, my future family and, um, wanting to 
really embrace this new family that I'll be starting when I get married. So I would love any insight you have or just to hear sort of your own thought process in making that decision and also to hear from other listeners if they have um, gone through a similar debate. Um, So thanks for all that you do and I'll look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Kate, thank you. Very interesting talking point, the old name changing. And I'm glad you enjoyed that episode with The Feminist Bride. I loved having her on the show and she provided so many new insights into the traditions that were behind wedding planning. And these traditions that we use over and over again and we never question what the hell they mean. Even coming back to the cake, I know I've said this before, but it really floored me that the idea behind a wedding cake when you look way way back as to why we do it it's a fertility symbol and also it's connected to the breaking of the hymen (gasps) hymen cake not as sexy as the ones we pin on instagram and reshare so yes look that episode was an eye-opener to me but also i loved it and i love the feedback that i'm still getting as you know because I really feel like this podcast is about empowering you to make decisions that work for you, not only in your wedding planning, but also extending into your the rest of your life and also questioning why we do things because a lot of us, you know, go about our daily lives sort of quite blinkered. And then when we stop or we're given information, you go, oh, actually, I wouldn't be doing this if I knew blah, 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 blah. So when it comes to the name change, And you make a point that I have the best of both worlds and I feel a little torn. And I know in that interview, I was sort of, I probably didn't express exactly how I was feeling uh, because I didn't want to seem like a dick, but I was, I, to be honest, I was so looking forward to becoming a Maddock. That's my maiden, my married name, Alicia Maddock, Richard Maddock. And I use that. It's my legal name. So I changed my name. And I remember at the time, my agent in Australia said, if you change your name, it will be bad. People don't know who you are. You're not a huge star. But I was well enough known, uh, known well enough, got that backwards, that if you change the name, people are ridiculously stupid, especially people that hire you. Uh, I'm talking about not, not, not everyday, not everyday people. Gosh. I'm talking about TV executives and all those crew that my agent went, look, you should keep the name. Also, it gives you an element of privacy, as I've just said my other name now. So there you go. No privacy. But it gives you an element of privacy. You can trade under this name and use it as your professional name. And then you can go about your business and use your other name. As I said, I'm not Jennifer Aniston. People aren't bothering me. But it was sort of nice to have two and also keep McCormack because I feel like I'm always going to be McCormack. So that was my decision-making process. I'm not saying that you can't have a similar decision-making process just because you're not in the entertainment industry. But for me, that worked really well because selfishly, I wanted to keep my other name. But I also really wanted to be a part of our new family. That's Rich and I creating this together. Rich had no, and I wish he was here to talk about this. He had no opinion about it. Well, he was just like, you do whatever you want to do. You're going to be my wife whether you have... Uh, the same name or not so he he didn't really chime in in any in any way meaning he certainly didn't say well if you don't change your name then I don't feel like we're married properly I mean that's just you know you know rich certainly not you know rich 
you know, my husband, he's on enough. He's certainly not that sort of bloke. And I don't think that you should feel pressure to change your name from any perspective. It should be a personal decision. So I, I don't know if that's been helpful. I just wanted to talk you through my thought process. But I certainly wouldn't have felt less married if I hadn't changed my name. I have so many girlfriends who haven't gone through the name changing process, who have no interest in changing their name and are just as married as the rest of us and love their husbands and wives just as much as everyone else. I've also got friends who went into the hyphenated name. I've got friends, we have friends who have changed both of their names. Um, I've got lovely gay friends who have gone and done, uh, who have, ch- have reversed. I mean, I always love that question of saying to gay couples, um, you know, whose name are you choosing? Because obviously in the straighty 180 heterosexual world, it's the tradition is you change your name to the man's name. But I think the freedoms and what I love about the same sex community is sort of them going, listen, we're going to create our own traditions, you know, leave us be. And that makes my heart sore because they are, if you can, if we talk about traditions and we talk about ditching things that aren't meaningful for you, I look at so many same-sex unions, weddings and events, and just seeing how uh, the same-sex community have been changing things and making things work for what they want and sort of just shaking off some of these traditions that don't have meaning or molding them to work for them. And I think we should all be doing that a lot more. So I do think, Katie, you need to look at what your... I want to go look into your heart. That sounds silly, but just feel your gut. What What is it saying? What Do you feel obliged to change your name? Do you feel like this is a process that you're really excited about? I had so many people on Instagram when I put the question up first going, I can't wait to change my name. I feel like it means that we'll be more of a team People create and place different symbolism uh, on on certain things. So I think it's a matter of what's important to you. And I don't think you should feel obliged to do it. I don't think you should feel that you have to do it because everyone else is doing it. I think you should have a discussion with your partner and say, what, what sh- you know, not what should I do? Because I think this is your decision as a woman. But also just to say, let's talk about it and see what happens. I would really like to hear your opinions on this. And I'd love voice messages because I'd love to be able to share them in the lead up to the 200th episode as well. This is a great topic to be bringing at home, getting into the next 200 episodes and really looking at what's meaningful for us, what's important to you. Has anything I said today, you know, I was going to say pushed you, I don't know what the word is. Has anything I've said today made you go, no, or absolutely, Alicia, you're 100% right, congratulations. Or perhaps you've gone, no, I see it from a different perspective. This is not what it's about for me. I really would like to hear your feedback. And maybe here's what I'm going to do. I'll do a whole episode about name changing. I think there's enough content and interest in this. So my special request to you is for you to send me a voicemail. It doesn't have to be long. Send me a tweet or Instagram me, whatever whatever mode of contact you want to do and tell me why you are changing your name, why you are not changing your name, why you are making up a new name, whatever it may be. And I will put together a very uh, in-depth, interesting episode for you in the coming weeks. I think that's a really good topic and I just got really excited about it. So let's do it. 
I also wanted to add, talking about the 200th episode, I will be doing a bit of a giveaway of some new merch. I have lots of great new merch and I want to share it with you. And uh, I would like to gift you some merch. So if you are in the position where you would like to win some merchandise, then again, may I say the best way to find out about all the details of the upcoming competition is to follow me. I think Facebook is what I'm going to promote today because I'm really very much enjoying Facebook Live. Golly gosh, I get on there, I can talk, I don't have to wear fancy clothes, I'm just me. And I've been answering some of your wedding planning questions, especially if you have a question that needs to be answered in a hurry. Sometimes I record these Q&As a week ahead of time. Sometimes it's the night before, depending on how I'm feeling. But if there's something that is quick, I need an answer now, uh, you can also, when you send it through, put Facebook Live in the subject or mention it because um, that would be great if you would like your question answered there. Also, if you are following me, I can tag you in on my response so you can see it and share it with your family and friends. Tomorrow on the podcast, I will be sharing with you the very first episode, the proper full first episode of Significant Other. We are so proud of this. I want to thank you for your patience. <laughs> I know people have been writing to me for months going, oh, when is this? When is it coming? But when you hear it, you'll realize why it's taking a while. It's quite a different feel. I mean, it's the same. It's us. But I've been doing a lot of what we call Vox Pops. That's when you take the microphone out to the streets. I've been approaching random guys and gals in cafes and bars on the train. Although Brits don't like being approached on a train with a microphone. Lesson learned. But really trying to gauge uh, a very broad range of people and responses and we are so happy that people have been receiving this so well. If you haven't subscribed and you are interested, you can search in uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, all the rest of them, Significant Other. And you will see the logo looks quite similar to Bride Chiller. We've made it all look the same so we don't confuse everyone. And if you are new to this podcast, you're like, oh my God, she's doing 20 podcasts. It's only one more podcast. And it is a podcast about relationships. It's a podcast about finding your fellow weirdo and uh, all the ins and outs, all the quirks of being with another person in a romantic scenario. We're talking about how to make it work, how to move away if it doesn't work. We're talking about Tinder. We're asking guys, like my favorite question lately has been asking guys what they think a period feels like. And it's fucking hilarious. I mean, they have no idea. But why should they? They don't have ovaries. They don't have a vagina. They don't have any idea. That's really fun. And oh gosh, stop raving. Just happy to be sharing that with you tomorrow. So jump on board, subscribe. And we would really appreciate your reviews as well, because that would help us move up the ladder in iTunes and get it out there for everyone to listen. Stop doing accents. Let people go on with their lives. If you want to get in touch... Visit thebridechiller.com and uh, you can send a voicemail. As I said, I'd love to hear about your name-changing questions, thoughts, feelings, vibes. All my love, my beautiful friends. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs>